All right, good morning, everybody. This is Julia from The Locally Sourced. Today, I have Adriana Spezzaferro and Amanda Barnhart from Peace and Plenty. Today, we're gonna be discussing the uh, importance of small business, how they got started with their business and the inspiration and what sets them apart from the rest of their industry. Hi, Amanda, hi, Adriana. Hi, Julia, how are you? I'm good, happy summer. Hello, summer. But small business work is never, there's never a break, as we all know. Um, I really want to take a moment. I want to hear more about your stories, how you got started uh, individually, how you two met, um, what sets you apart and how you, um, how you juggle or even manage all the things that are going on in addition to this, because it seems like you two have a lot on your plate, but you do it so effortlessly. So whoever wants to take the mic and whoever wants to go first, by all means, the floor is yours. And let's give our listeners some background as to who you are and how you got started. You can go ahead first, Miss Adriana. <laughs> Hello, my name is Adriana Spezaferro. Thank you so much for having us. So let me give you a little bit of my background. Okay, you're going to edit that out, right? Because I'm like... <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going All right, I'll start over. Sorry. <laughs> so my name is Adriana Spezaferra. I live in um, Southern Maine. And I have known Amanda. We have been friends for close to four years now. We met actually through a direct sales company um, in a previous life. And we have just instantly clicked. We became the best of friends. And we always knew we wanted to start a business together. Um, but we never knew what that was. So a little bit about my background. I went to school to be a lawyer. I grew up in South Florida, um, decided not to go to law school, and I fell into the healthcare and property management world. Um, I did that for about 13 years, and I decided to honestly throw it all away with no plan B to become an entrepreneur in 2018. You know, I suffered from what a lot of people I think have experienced, which is I was extremely burnt out. I was sick of working for other people's retirement and I wanted to be my own boss, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. So I took this venture um, down the road of working in direct sales where I met Amanda and it just really took off. You know, it was something that I loved to do. I loved the idea of, you know, being responsible for my own destiny, good, bad, or indifferent. And, you know, Everything was on the up and up until last year when the pandemic hit. <clears throat> I had um, taken a significant hit in my personal business with um, the lack of in-person events. And I know um, Amanda can kind of speak to this as well. But one day we realized, you know, everything had been canceled for the rest of the year. It was about August of 2020. And we, that's when the idea that we knew we were going to have a business together kind of came to fruition. But like, there's got to be a better way. We've got to find a way to, um, you know, make these in-person events on a virtual platform. So that way we can really grow our businesses. So that's kind of the quick cliff notes of the um, abbreviated version of how Peace and Plenty got started and a little bit about me. That pandemic. <laughs> gotta love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> um, as Adriana kind of gave uh, our our background of kind of getting together, um, you know, it honestly, I, I 
the stars aligned in order for peace and plenty to come together as it did. Um, so a little bit about me, I'm Amanda Barnhart, and um, I went to school at Clarkson University, which I graduated with a degree in information systems and business background. So it's a very, very long name in order to just basically say I work in databasing and coding. <laughs> and uh I went on to work at a pharmaceutical company for around 10 years, and then they had a massive layoff. And this layoff, actually, um, they just, we were numbers to them, right? And to feel like a number to a company is probably one of the most disheartening things ever, especially because they don't take into account how valuable you are to the company, the hard work that you put in, the things that you've sacrificed to, you know, make things work for them. And um, this layoff happened in 2019. And uh, I was still with my MLM company at that point in time. And um, I actually ended up leaving the MLM company around the same time in order to pursue uh, making my own business. And that was using my own creativity and making it work. And then the pandemic happened and I was looking for a job. And as the pandemic happened, I live in upstate New York. And so we were, we were hit pretty, pretty hard in the beginning. And what ended up happening was I was on a second round interview with a company and they had put a hiring freeze all over my local area. And so I was stuck and I was like, all right, well, we got to make it work. <laughs> we got to pull up the bootstraps and we got to make this work. So Adriana and I, um, as she had so elegantly kind of discussed, we, we had a conversation and what can we do? No in-person events were happening at the time. So how can we make this work uh, during this pandemic? And so uh, Peace and Plenty was born and the rest has been a beautiful history with our amazing vendors, you know, uh, especially having to be like a mom right now during this pandemic and having to be the person that stayed home because mm -hmm. once all hiring freezes happened, my husband was working and my kids came home. And so I had to assist them with school. I would never assume to say I was doing school with them because the teachers did such an amazing job and worked very hard. Um, but I had to be home and I had to make that career sacrifice, but it pushed me even further to make this work. Excellent. Do you feel like you, the both of you were just really pushed really into the stratosphere in terms of like discomfort and um do you think that that's also like obviously and it's amazing how many small businesses actually either started during the pandemic or really flourished to be honest do you think like that was like that push that you needed in order for this to come to fruition a hundred percent i i strongly feel that um companies flourish in the face of you know um adversity. I think that often at times when we have our back against the wall and we need to find a way, like we are fighting, we are the underdogs. Um, that is when you will find the diamonds in the rough and you will find those people that are going to make it work come heck or high water. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Now, and like, is it, is it all, um, like web-based is it how what is and for, before we even get into that what is the significance of the name peace and plenty so there's a funny story behind the name um peace and plenty was actually 
created, so we created our, our name and our brand and our mission statement before knowing what our business was totally going to look like. But we wanted something that represented uh, what we stand for, which is something about, you know, we wanted to, to encompass um, positivity. We wanted to encompass collaboration, working together, working with other small business owners um, and abundance, all of these things. So we, we took out a thesaurus and we just started like looking at different words. And we came up with, um, you know, peace and plentiful after a couple of hours of going back and forth. And that was too long. And then we were like, all right, let's try peace and plenty. So, you know, a couple hours in, I was like, well, let's just buy the website. Well, they didn't spell it. They didn't have it available with the Y. So that's how we kind of came up with our name. It's peace and plenty with an I. We just, it, it represents who we are. It represents, um, you know, that there's plenty of room at the table to sit with us. It represents collaboration. It represents positivity. It represents a community and a culture. So kind of where the name came from. I think that that's like a huge, um, like that's a, a huge underlying theme, like with collaboration and a seat at the table, because I think when all hands are on deck and everybody's in, especially when it comes to small businesses, like it's like one of those, like, and you talk about, like, you want people to flourish, you want people to thrive. And there are so many different avenues of creativity. Like, what would you be, I feel like you'd be shooting yourself in the foot if you, if anyone turned away someone and they might've had like a different perspective onto how, as to how something could look uh, at the end of the day. And I think that, like, that's, I feel like that's just, I've just noticed this as soon as you said it, it's just such an underlying theme from what I've heard from like small businesses, like collaboration is what pushes, what keeps the steam going on like this train and like to keep going, no matter how slow or how fast you're going. Um, it just really makes it a point to that if there are people involved, if you establish that community, then you're really going to get more bang for your buck, so to speak, right? A hundred percent. 100%. And, and the, the thing of it is, is it's not just, um, it's collaboration with, you know, the bit small businesses, the brick and mortars that may not know how to go online. You know, it's, it's kind of bringing everybody in and saying, how do we get this done? It's bringing everybody in and understanding because we're sitting and standing in the exact same spot that they are. And we understand what it's like to go, what are we going to do? we got to make this work. So let's work as a team because in my house, we have the saying that we say all the time, teamwork makes the dream work. My kids say it, we say it. And we as peace and plenty strongly believe in it. That's yes. Well, I, I'm, I support that completely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, like, and I, like Amanda, as a parent, how has that been like with, and even teaching your kids at home, like how has that been with being able to balance? And I'm going to, we're going to talk about balance now. So how has that been in like terms of like balancing and managing, um, helping to like run a household with your significant other and teaching and doing this? <laughs> it, it's had its moments. Um, it's, it's kind of about open communication with my family and I, um, letting my kids know that, hey, mommy's working. And I mean, everybody, whether they are small business owners or whether they um, were working from home um, with the companies that they work for, 
our children and our families had to understand that home home life meant something different now. It didn't mean a place of, you know, being away from work. It actually meant a place where we um, brought work home and, and where our kids, we couldn't just necessarily stop and play with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm lucky in that what I do allows me the time freedom to work at my pace. So when my kids were home, you know, Adriana will attest to this, we put our schedule heavily around, um, you know, when my daughter was home, she was hybrid for three days a week. Um, I need to make sure I was available for her for questions. So I actually made sure that I was in the room next door for her. She was, in, she's in grade two. Um, and so, as well as just making sure that I had time for me, making sure my kids had time for me and that I was readily, readily available, um, which is hard. It, this has tested those limits, but also having them understand that, hey, mommy's working, but as soon as I'm done, I can come help you. Or as soon as I'm done, I can come play with you. So it's it's been a learning experience and balancing and equaling it all out. But the biggest thing in our family has been communication. And um, because I've been at home for so much and because I've been working from home, it's also equally important to make sure that you have you time because you are at home all the time. Your kids are at home all the time. And this is your place of work. This is your place of play. And this is your place of peace. And so you need to make sure you take your time as well. And so there were a lot of, a lot of stressful moments, but there were also a lot of triumphs and we all learned about each other in a different way. I I would definitely say that. And being an entrepreneur, it just made me a little bit more hungry. It made me a little bit more passionate and it made me um, ever so grateful for the time that you do have, right? And you make the most of the time that you have. Sorry for the long response. (laughs) Not at all, because I think that's what people uh, should hear that there is a lot that goes into it. And, you know, I think when um, people only see the brick and mortar. They don't see essentially the blood, sweat, and tears that really goes into it. If they're a customer, if you're, if someone is also a small business owner, they is a level of respect and understanding that, um, like this, like this is what it takes to do this. These are the sacrifices that occur. These are the boundaries that have to be in place, like for your own mental health, really. Uh, and it's just like, I think it's important to highlight that, that while you're delivering uh, a good product, a solid product, like there is a lot, a lot of thought that goes into it and in how to ensure that it is sustainable mentally and physically and spiritually and still be able to do that at the end of the day. Agreed. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What about you, Adriana? How do you manage that like balance between like with like just life in general and doing this and what do you, what do you do? How, what does that look like for you? So I, I say this all the time. There's no such thing in my mind as a work-life balance, which probably isn't (laughs) the best thing to say. Um, You'll never have a balance because balance means that everything runs equally. And there are going to be times where your family has to take precedence. And there's going to be times when your business has to take precedence. So it's about finding the harmony, not a balance, because it's never going to be an equal share. Um, it, it, but it's making it work. Right. So for me, it's, I'm very much a, um, a type a person because, and, and it's the only way I know how to operate. I have to operate on the schedule. 
So I have to start my day at 7 a.m. I have to, you know, I have to get my things in order. I have to keep my lists. Um, and one of the most important things that I learned being an entrepreneur is you're not going to always get everything done that you need to get done right away, but you should always have three different lists. I have a personal list, which is things that have to do with me. I have a list of things that have to do with my family. And then I have a list of things to do for my business. And as long as I check two to three things off each of those to-do lists every day, it's a successful day in my book. You know, you, you can't get it all done at once, even though you may want to, but it, it's setting that boundary, like Amanda said, and, and knowing when, when you can stop for the day, knowing when you need to be present for your family, knowing, um, you know, when you need to be present for your business and, and being open and honest with your family. You know, I have uh, a very supportive husband, but it has, I have to be communicating with him. You know, if I just work in a silo and don't communicate about what's going on in the business and things like that, then I'm, I'm working solo. And I think it's important to involve your family, your significant others, um, in entrepreneurship, even if they're not running the business with you, you need to communicate with them about it. Because I think that that level of understanding allows for a more harmonious um, work-life quote-unquote balance or lack thereof. <laughs> true, true. And I think like, as you said, that communication is such a huge pro like component of it all. Like if there's not clear communication, then it's, first of all, business is not going to be successful or like there's is, uh, something's going to fall to the wayside even more than anyone expected. But like, you know, people that you're with like they're along for the ride so like huge props to each of your husbands for and huge props to the two of you for being able to really like make sure ensure that they are that you're open and honest about what it is that you need and like what it is that you can deliver from the day to day um and it's just like I think that with that open line of community and I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I think people are afraid to be open and clear about what it is that they need. But I think just based on hearing from what, from you two and what you, what you two have discussed, like it's, while it's hard, it's also very necessary to be successful in all areas and like snaps, absolute snaps to that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think it's also important even in a, in a, a co-ownership as well. Like Adrian and I are very, uh, we communicate every single day and we are very upfront with our needs and, um, and we're very respectful of that. If, if we had to say one thing about peace and plenty, we, it's through, through our bones, we, we preach, you know, we practice what we teach, so to speak, and we are family first. And so if, if our family needs something then, and the other person's available to pick up the slack, then we do that. That's a beautiful thing about co-owning with Adriana is that there's no, there's no misunderstanding and there's no gray area. It's, uh, we're very upfront and we're very verbal about, um, our needs and our wants. There's, there's just no guessing game, which is, I feel very, very important. Oh. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, there's no sugarcoating with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I will say there, you know, I've spoken to a lot of business owners outside of Amanda and I, and people, you know, I get this question a lot. Um, how, how do you own a business with a friend? with one of your best friends. And, you know, they always, you know, you hear, you hear it all the time. Don't mix business with pleasure, right? Because 
what could happen, you know, but sometimes I think when you have that right yin to your yang, because on paper, Amanda and I are very different, but we are so similar, but without her strengths, my areas of opportunity would not help the business go forward, if that makes sense. So I need her strengths just as she needs my strengths. And and that's what makes it work so well together. So to anybody that thinks that they don't want to, you know, or they're, they're afraid of starting a business with somebody that they have a close relationship with, if you trust that person implicitly and you have that, that full transparency, that full honesty, it is probably the best thing that could have ever happened because I couldn't do this business alone. And I'm going to speak for Amanda and say that she couldn't do any, like, like we just, this business is us and we are this business. So, so it's good to have a good business partner. Oh, that helps. (laughs) (laughs) Significantly. Uh, I'm going to take it. So um, let's talk about what sets your business apart from everybody else. What do you, what do you think? Like, what is the niche? Honestly, I, I really feel like, and and I know Adriana will kind of chime in in a second. Um, I feel like it's the community that we build. And it is when you attend our events, it's the little touches. Ever since I was little, I've always been about those little touches because they make the biggest impact. We provide the graphics to um, each of our vendors when they attend our events. Um, We spend the time to do that. You know, we... um, we also are in a chat with them and we are helping them. We go beyond the events. What, what our true hope and goal is with Peace and Plenty is to help business owners grow and to help them learn maybe something new that they hadn't learned before. If they leave our event, having learned something new, having grown their network, that is a success in and of itself. So we don't just stop at the venue. We keep teaching them. We give them opportunities. We have a VIP group for them in which we have a bunch of trainings. We're, we're there for them. And we truly honestly want to see them succeed past our events and into the future with their businesses. So when it comes to our events, we run them very organized. If I had to put a couple um, words to what people would describe our, our events as organized, family, community, um, and, and fun and fun when they, when they join us. So I know Adriana can add a bit more to that as well. Well, yeah, I, I mean, to your point, Amanda, um, Peace and Plenty is we are the premier provider of virtual events. That's kind of, that's our bread and butter. That's where we started. We are the luxury premier provider of virtual events. And if you are a small business that is a brick and mortar and wants to go social, or you are just a direct to consumer online business and just need help growing your network, or you just want to start a business and don't know how to reach it, you know, a network of people. You are our customer if you're aligned with our values. So what sets us apart is that we don't compromise on our values. We don't compromise on our core beliefs and our core mission. And we are always rooted in the success of the small business owners. You know, we say it, gosh, every day to our, to our small business owners, our vendors that showcase in our virtual events that, you know, your success is our success. Without them, peace and plenty doesn't exist. Um, obviously we have other avenues in addition to just the virtual events that I believe set us apart. You know, we have business and consulting services. We run masterclass intensive training classes with guest speakers. Um, but we are, we are 
an educational platform as well as a virtual event platform. You know, we don't just throw small business owners in a Facebook group and say, okay, sell your stuff. No, we're going to educate. We're going to train. We're going to give them knowledge that they can take and translate into their business in so many other avenues and so many other levels to really level up their businesses. Right. And what, uh, what technique works for one small business that you work with might not necessarily work for another. So that's like what the, what the difference is like, you know, like you are able to provide this information and provide this platform and this consultation. But like, I think like if it, it might align for one business and it might not align for another, but at the end of the day, it like just based on just by talking to you, the amount of passion that the two of you have doing this, like, you know, that everybody is going to have something different is going to have a different goal, but they all need the same type of push. And really just to have that get even like an additional ounce of faith that they're doing the right thing for them. And it just goes to show that the two of you are beyond willing and happy to provide that for them, for them to get their feet wet. Because it is a huge leap of faith to be able to take that on and to be able to start a business. And sometimes people don't know where to turn and they don't trust themselves to be able to make the right decision. Well, I think that that's, that's huge what you just said. And um, so when you're an entrepreneur, right, and I don't want to generalize, but just from my personal experiences, <laughs> sometimes people, whether it's friends or family or a combination of both people that you associate with may not take it serious. And you don't, sometimes you just need that validation. Sometimes you need someone to believe in you because if you're not getting it from your, your immediate network of friends and family, that's okay because we're going to, we're going to breathe enough belief into you. And, mm-hmm. and everybody deserves to be validated, especially when you work so hard because everyone thinks it's, it's easy and simple to be a business owner. And it's not, it's a tough decision, but the juice is worth the squeeze. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hundred percent. And if you if the the other thing I think that we look for, um, we're we're not afraid to say no to somebody, like or not right now. Um, if if somebody is on the fence or somebody just doesn't, because you'd mentioned, you know, sometimes it's they're not for you, and we're okay with that. We don't take it personally. All we want to make sure is that they find somebody that aligns with them, and that we find somebody that aligns with us. Because what we want to do is we want to propel those people. We want to teach them accountability in their own businesses. We want to teach them that time freedom doesn't mean that you're working 20 hours a week on your small business. It means that you're working 60 hours a week. But if you need to take your child or or help your you know significant other somewhere that you can go and take that time because you're your own boss. And um, that's what time freedom means to us. And, and to have that drive and that want and that grit is, um, I, I love seeing it and I love seeing it blossom in our, um, in our vendors, especially like to be able to see somebody start somewhere and to see them just kind of evolve through our events and evolve as business owners. It's such an honor to to be witness of right no I think that's like so important to note that you know what you two do for work to really propel and like really honestly stimulate the economy um because that's what you're doing like but you're helping all these small businesses and like you're doing your events like this is like people 
they they do want that validation and like you know like family friends they might be a little bit more biased like and they might think that they know what's best for you but what's best is usually what's best for them it isn't necessarily what's best for you right so when there's like a non-biased person or company who's like no i believe in this this is what we're doing like it makes all the difference in the world and it really puts that faith and belief back in them that they are doing the right thing and i think that when you have a like a like a platform to be able to do that like it really I wouldn't even say it might make or break you but I think it really defines as to what it is like a small business owner or entrepreneur is like really looking to do oh for sure I I think there's been such a shift in the mindset of a lot of people especially since the pandemic, right? And I hate this phrase, but this new normal that we're living in and coexisting in. I think there's been this mindset shift where everyone wants to support and shop small, but a lot of people don't know what that looks like or how to do that. And I know that that sounds silly, but some people, you know, yes, of course, shopping small means going, if you're in a small town and going to the local grocer, as opposed to the, the big name store or, you know, supporting the local crafters. But There's so many more small businesses in addition, I I mean, obviously support your local businesses, but in addition to that, if you want to support small, we're giving you a venue to find small businesses to support, because I think that that is such a huge thing that's going on in our world right now. And people, a lot of people don't know how to do it. And, And we want to make sure that we're giving a voice to the small business owner. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how to do it when this all started last year. And then it was just like, you know, like while you do have to shop around, it's worth shopping around for because, you know, there are some small businesses, like whether it's virtual or brick and mortar, like you go in, you, there's like a first name basis relationship going on, like to the point where sometimes if you're going into a coffee shop, they already know your order. (laughs) And because just like that loyalty and that belief that like what they're doing is the, they're doing the right thing and like they're providing a service, but they're also, and there's so many different avenues to go down with that, um, that, you know, while you do have to look for it, it's also like the end of the day is it is worth looking for because you used this phrase earlier, like diamond in the rough, like it was a little hole in the wall place, like even a consignment store, like you're going to find something like no matter like how hard you look or where you look, like there will always be something like leave no stone, no stone left unturned. Exactly. And I think part of it has to do with the fact, Amanda and I both live in in a small town, in small towns. So we're both, it's indoctrinated into us to support small businesses because we, we support our local businesses because we both, you know, know what small business economy looks like personally and professionally. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's just, being able to support small is uh, there's a face to where your money is going. Right. There's a family to where your money's going and nothing against corporate world because a lot of people work in corporate world, but the type of care, like you feel like your family, a lot of times when you're dealing with a small business, you, they make you feel like family because you can just feel the gratitude coming off of small business owners. They work their butts off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you leave, yeah, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Like, I it, this wasn't very eloquent to say, but it is true. Like, they everything that they do, and they they that they do, like, in addition to getting validation from a company like yours, 
they're also getting that validation from their customers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we want, that's what we want. We want somebody to find their new favorite company mm-hmm. and somebody and one of our vendors to find their new favorite customer, you know, right. and, and while they may be worlds apart, <laughs> that's fascinating. And I, I love that thought. Right. Right. And <clears throat> what are like going into that? So you're from like, I'm going to spin it a little bit. Like when you think about like who you are, like as a business, as a small business, sorry about that. But what is it that you look for when you, when the two of you are going like in your community, like you're in small town, I'm in small town too. So it's like there's small business everywhere I look, but what is it that you look for when you do venture to a new small business or what's something that like really sticks out for you that you've found that is like an underlying theme every time you go in? Heart. People have a heart. Because entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, right? And anytime I've walked into, uh, whether it's a brick and mortar or I've, I've spoken to a small business owner personally, they all have the same emotional tie to their business that it, it's more than just a transactional relationship. There is a reason behind it. There is, there is a story behind it. Every entrepreneur has a story. Um, and they all started somewhere and that's what keeps them going. That's what kept their, that that's, what's, you know, pushing them to keep their doors open during, you know, the apocalypse of the past year. That's what, what is keeping people wanting to continue to expand their businesses is that they have a heart and they, they love what they do and they believe in what they do. That's my opinion. That's a really good answer, Jana. And for me, it's, Ooh, well, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) For me, it's similar to that. It's um, purpose and, and the passion that you can see. And so when you, when you go to somebody's store, you can, I'm using all the P words, listen to me, peace and plenty, Uh (laughs) purpose, passion, and you can also see the pride. So when you walk in, um, how somebody has maybe their products lined up you can see it in how they greet you and how they talk about the products and how they're processed and you can tell that they enjoy getting up every day mm-hmm. they don't worry about what day it is they don't have the case of the mondays sometimes they have a an off day but you can just see it in what they do that they like what they do sure there may be tough times but this is what they love to do and they will fight for it you mm-hmm. can see that fiery passion and it, and it's usually for me, I can, I can feel it in the greeting. I can feel it in my interaction and in the customer service side of things with how they're interacting with me. And nine times out of 10, it's so upbeat and um, it's such a joy to shop small. Like when I go out into new communities, just because you can sense all of that and you can feel it. Right. No, I would have to agree to that. I mean, I've I've gone into some small businesses where they try to be too corporate and like there's no genuity behind it. There's no sense of like welcome behind it. There's no there's no warmth. You know what I mean? And then you go to somewhere else and it's like, oh wow, like they just like really eat, sleep, and breathe this. Like they really want to make this work. There's usually never an option for it not to work. That's the beauty of it. That, yeah. that is the beauty of being a small business owner. There, there is no plan B. 
Right. You know, there's, there's always your plan A and, and that's it. And you're going to make it work. And that's the grit. That's the resiliency of, of being an entrepreneur. Right. Plan B through Z is plan A. <laughs> exactly. I actually listened I to a uh, motivational speech a couple of years ago from Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's one of my favorite things I've ever heard. And he said, he said, successful people don't have a plan B because if you have a plan A and a plan B, you're never fully focused on plan A. So you can never have a plan B. So plan B is essentially a cop out to plan A. Exactly. You can't put a hundred percent of effort into two different things. Yeah. No, I think that is pretty on, on point. And I think that's like, and if you either want it or you don't. You have to be hungry. Exactly. Always. <laughs> that never dies. That never goes away. Not for me. <laughs> In business and life, like it's just like, and you know, like just like doing this podcast, like I have a bunch of different things going on at once. I'm like, oh, let's give it a shot because like my whole thing is it's like, why not try it? At least you can say that you did it. And like, I'm always, I've always been the type of person I'm, I'm going to do it just so that I can say that I did it. And sometimes it turned into something and I want this to go far. So like in the past, like sometimes it's like, it's really like taking a life of its own. And then like, you find out like, but that's the whole thing with like risk taking, like you won't know. And the answer is always going to be no until you try it. Exactly. Put it out into the universe and, and you're, you're doing a massive service to to small businesses as well. I mean, let's take a look at what your podcast is doing. You know, it's, it's helping us. It's helping, it's helping give a voice to this, to the small, to the small people, the little ones on the map, Yeah, the little people, the little people. <laughs> I like to think the little people No, Uh, but like, I think that like with that said, like, it's just, and marketing is like, like is expensive um and I think that when like and a lot of the times marketing happens through word of mouth right like you hear about oh you should check this out this is what I did this weekend I went here and you know I think I don't know about YouTube but what I've observed is that a lot of people think they need to spend a ton of money on marketing whether it's like uh, a print uh handout a little quote-unquote postcard with a deal on it like I feel like some people get lost when they do that and in some ways lose sight of what it is that they're trying to bring to the table yeah I mean you can throw money at advertising all day long but if it's not the right type of advertising or the right type of reach it's going to go nowhere right just flush your money down the toilet it's it's about giving people a reason to come back it's yeah. about providing a positive experience. Um, you know, if somebody has a good experience, let's say at a restaurant, they're going to tell five people. If yeah. they have a bad experience, they're going to tell 25 people. That's how important a first impression is in a business, in any type of business. Mm-hmm. And for us, um, bringing it back to peace and plenty, I mean, we hold that near and dear because we, we have, um, and I'm, I'm very proud of this. No, Adriana is as well. We have a 93% return rate. That, that is important. That tells you you're doing something right. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
that's like my mind is blown in so many different directions like talking to the two of you like, i'm just like wow like this is this is fantastic but oh, like thank like, you like, taking notes too <laughs> <laughs> like okay revamp uh <laughs> what is um so i'm gonna this is a question for the two of you and whoever wants to take it first feel free but what are uh who are the three people that have been most influential to you whether it's just with peace and plenty life generally what are, who are three people that really stick out to you um that really motivate you in some way to keep this going to keep yourselves going to really believe that what you're doing is right and it is right like what you two are doing is like absolutely wonderful so whoever wants to take it first the floor is yours you're waiting for adriana <laughs> okay i'll go <laughs> sorry adriana um so the first person actually who i would have to say is my husband i know i know everybody's oh. <laughs> but truly um I, I couldn't do this without his support. Um, I couldn't do this without, you know, it, it truly takes teamwork in our house. I, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. And um, without his love, his support of my passions and our familial dreams that we want to do, um, he inspires me just through his compassion. And it, he doesn't bat an eyelash when I come to him and say, Hey, this is, this is on my mind. And this is what I want to do. Okay. Let's, let's see what we can do to make it work. Like that's the type of partner you want in your corner. Um, and so I'm ever so grateful for him. And, and so he, he would be number one on my list. Uh, another person for me that I would say would be inspiring if my father <laughs> and my mother, um, they, uh, things that people don't know about me is that I, I was an ice hockey player for basically my whole life. And I played men's hockey and growing up, um, the age that I was, I'm going to be dating myself. Um, women's hockey wasn't really a thing back then. And I looked at my dad when I was five years old and I said to him, I want to play hockey because my older brothers were playing hockey and I wanted to play. And my dad, my mom's like, she can't play. I had figure skates on. Right. And he's like, if she wants to play, she's going to play. So there I was the four-year-old going and playing guys hockey and my mom and dad taught me at a very young age that if I want to do something I can do it and there are no limitations and I went on to play for team Ontario I went on to get this is not a brag session but this is just to kind of show what they instilled in me that I think is very important that translated into entrepreneurship Um, they they instilled such I, I can't even put it into words correctly, but I learned to lose with grace. I learned to win with sportsmanship and it taught me the grit that I needed to be an entrepreneur. Because let me tell you something, when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have your moments where you fail a lot more than you succeed. And so you have to learn to get back up off the ice in my case and, and go back out there and just kind of fight for what you want. And despite me being a girl in a guy's sport, I excelled very well. And I was a big target for guys because they didn't like girls doing really well in their sport. Um, they didn't, they didn't like me doing really well in their sport. And uh, I didn't you just, care. You disrupted the, the status quo at the time. Exactly. But they believed in me and they didn't see that limit. 
right? They, they help me not see limits to my ability. And so both of them, you know, I have to attribute to who I am today as an entrepreneur, because I see an idea, I want to help people and I'm going to do it. It's, yeah. it's the, I'm going to find a way. <laughs> I'm a little bit cheery. I'm not going to. That's great. No crying. No crying. crying in hockey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good movie. Great movie. Yeah. Okay. No crying in baseball. Okay. Oh, my turn. Yes. Um, <laughs> no pressure. So, no pressure. Um, so I will say, first and foremost, my husband, um, because he, he has been an entrepreneur his whole life. And not only does he believe in me and does he support peace and plenty and support my dreams and support our vision and our goal for the future, but he is my biggest cheerleader. He is uh, just my best friend that drives me to do better every single day. Um, and he's also a no nonsense type of person, which when you're someone that can so- sometimes get tunnel vision, like myself, you know, he'll give you that um, objective point of view and really say, okay, why don't you look at things this way? Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could do that. And, and he really is a partner. So I would say that's the first one. Um, the next one is two people. It is, um, I am a bonus mom to two young women that, uh, one is in college and one is out of college and about to be a mom. And those two, my two bonus daughters are the reason that I do what I do every single day, because they are independent women that need and deserve an example of someone that can fulfill a leadership role and and see that anybody can do anything. It doesn't matter what you went to school for. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. If you have a dream, you can pursue it and you can pursue the hell out of it. And I want to be that role model for them each and every day. So that really, really drives me. And I'd say lastly, oh gosh, um, my grandmother. My grandmother is one of the most resilient people I've ever met. She came to this country at 10 years old, didn't speak any English, and she started her own business um, out of her house in her early 20s. And she was a seamstress and she ran the most successful seamstress business in a very um, affluent town where I grew up in Florida. And um, she did everything out of her house. And I, I used to help her every single day uh, from, I mean, she raised me, it, she helped raise me. And when she would have customers come to her house every single day, and she never had an appointment book ever, but she always knew who was coming, when they were coming, what their names were, what their husband's names were, the story of the grandkids, whatever it may be. And I asked her one day, I was probably nine or 10 years old. And I said, I said, no, not like, why, why don't you keep an appointment book? And, and why do you talk to all these people? Like, I just didn't get it. She's yeah. like, well, you've got to, you've got to love your customers and you got to get to know them. And if they don't love you and you don't love them and you don't care about getting to know them, then you're in the wrong business. And that stuck with me my whole life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my story. 
Wow. Like, honestly, relationships are crucial, like establishing those relationships, fostering those relationships, especially in small business. Like, you know, and it's also like you you find an equal someone who's going to meet you where you're at, like who aligns with your values, like such as your husband's like they're while they're behind you, they're also beside you. Like it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, right? Like they are the man behind the curtain, but they also know they stand right beside you. They hold your hand. They let you, they call you out when it's necessary, but at the end of the day, they're supportive and they love that you're doing this for yourself, that they, they, they obviously see the passion behind it and your, your passion and your enthusiasm to what the two of you are doing. hundred percent. Definitely. <laughs> He'll put me in my place when I need to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is important because people a lot of like I mean it goes right back to that communication piece and you know like you Amanda you have a daughter right yes a daughter and a son okay so and I think in uh Adriana with your two bonus daughters is it's really important for the four of them to see you know like this is 2021 mm-hmm. like why we have a ways to go like it's like wonderful for them to see such role models like role models that are in such close proximity oh thank you you know (laughs) thank you I think that really you're you're very welcome and I think that is really whether you are a young girl or young boy young boy or otherwise like I think that it is so important for them to see like people doing well people working hard and why not start with their bonus mom or their mom a hundred percent. I want, I want my kids to take from this that they can do anything that they want to in life. I, I don't, if they want to be a, a mime <laughs> and they want to go do that, fine. I will support them in whatever their dreams are. My daughter wants to apparently be a teacher and an astronaut. So she's going to go to Mars and okay. teach on Mars. Um, but I, I just want them to see that there's hard work that's involved with it but they can do it. And, and I'm hope I'm hopeful that not only that I'm an example of that, but the people that are around them are like Adriana, they always call her Miss Adriana, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. have around your life are important, um, to be a similar example for what you want your kids to know and understand. Right. Yeah. It always starts at home. It has to start at home. Yeah, totally. I think that it's just like the environment, like the, you're a product of your environment. So it's like whatever, whatever you were taught in some cases, like in some, like, I mean, obviously there's generational changes, but like your, whatever values that you have, like you're instilling in your children. And then like, they'll take lessons from that and like make it into their own. And that's all that you can hope for, like for them to be successful, like whatever they learned at home growing up, like they're going to create, establish their own path in their own way, maybe have like their conscience, like, okay, so should I be doing this? Should I not be like, what would be best for me? But what did I also learn? Like that work ethic, that's not, that's a learned behavior because you learn by doing and seeing, not necessarily like 
you, you have to, it has to be ingrained in you. And that's what I learned. Like when I was growing up, like the, my dad's motto when we were growing up was the, how do you, the harder you work in school, the easier your life will be like work hard. And at the end, like, it's going to be, it might be a long time coming, but you put those habits in place when you're younger, they're going to carry you through. A hundred percent. Yep. And they, it's so important to instill that not only, you know, in your kids, um, uh, but in, in the little minds that are watching, like my mom is a teacher, is a retired teacher. My sister-in-law is a teacher too. And I have so much respect for uh, what they do every day, who they inspire, how they inspire, and the little minds that are taking in every single moment um, to understand what they're made of and understand what they can do in the world and the changes. They can be a part of a change and not just um, not just be one person, like you're, you're one person, but you're one person with a voice. And I always want my kids to know that. Right. It doesn't matter how big the ripple is, mm-hmm. like there's going to be a change. Exactly. It's just like, I, I have, I have a niece and a nephew and it's like, like watching them, like what I'm doing, like what they, like it, it ties back to modeling what I do and what anybody else does around them is what they see and what they see as like right or wrong and you know I think that it's like excuse me I think that when like as an adult I think it's in some cases it's easy to lose sight because you might not be around it a lot but like when you know when you witness when you feel like the little ones are watching you change your game real quick (laughs) yes you do <laughs> Something I've never slipped. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have said that, but I already said it. I'm not going to say it again. Yep. <laughs> this is what I meant. It's still a teaching moment, though. Exactly. You use those as teaching moments. That's what adults can say. You can't. <laughs> you right. do what I say, not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> the same thing for my students too i'm like i i said this but i did this and one one of my students this year he called me out every day that i like each time that i did something that i was that if he wasn't supposed to do and their mindset is if i'm not supposed to do it then you're not supposed to do it like, ah well played so astute. Well played. i love it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like all right go do go do your writing back and do your writing <laughs> i love it <laughs> What so like so non sequitur, but what do you think for each of you? And I think for a lot of us, some of us we might see as like with small business and like in any venture, like the last year in some cases felt like a failure. Like when the world shut down, we didn't know where to turn, and like I mean, it ties into mindset, right? Like growth mindset, fixed mindset. People can harp on the failure of their lives excuse me, or they can take it and they can spin it and say, all right, well, that was a plot twist. What would you say that your biggest plot twist was or quote unquote failure? It's not a bad word, but what do you think the biggest one was in your life that really gave you a little slice of humble pie, so to speak? All right. So I'll go first. (laughs) Sorry. I do a lot of talking. Um, It's actually going to tie back to hockey. Um, It it wasn't necessarily, I look back, it's not necessarily a failure, but um, 
I had tried out for team Ontario when I was 14 and I made the team. And then I had tried out again when I was 16 and I was chosen as an alternate. And for those that don't know what an alternate is, it's basically if somebody, you know, gets hurt and cannot attend the, so it was the Ontario games at that point in time, um, then I would be called up to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) My, I remember this very clearly and I thank my father for it now in the moment it was very hard, uh, but I think it's very important to learn how to be humble. And so there was a, a prep camp for all of these, all of the girls that made the team the mm-hmm. alternates were invited to come if they wanted to come. And, um, my dad brought me and I still remember the feelings of being embarrassed that I was an alternate and I wasn't going with them. And I had to experience all these feelings of, you know, eating my piece of humble pie and, and learning what it is to, to be there for the greater good and, and to just, to just be there and to maybe you didn't win, but you, you still have to go through this and you still have to experience it. And so I remember going up to the coach at the end of the, of the camp before they were getting ready to go away. Um, and I remember thanking her for the opportunity with tears in my eyes. And, um, I remember meaning every single word. And then I remember leaving, uh, the, you know, the coach's room and I just started to cry because I, I had felt such a huge sense of, of loss but it was after that, that I realized how big of a victory it was because I sat there and I endured. And even though I may not have gone with them, I cheered them on a whole different level of being a teammate. uh, I experienced in that moment. And well, at that time, I felt it was a failure as an adult seeing it. I am ever so grateful that I was made to experience that to better appreciate what it is to experience life as a whole. Like that was a mini life lesson in a weekend. Wow. Yeah. I think that's like, and you know, I I give you a lot of credit because I think a lot of people who were in the alternate who were assigned as an alternate, like, man, I'm not going to get called up anyway. Why would I go? Mm -hmm. That is, it's very true. And a lot of times you don't see the alternates practicing or anything with the team. And so for me, um, that was hard because, you know, they were talking, they were making plans and I was not part of those plans, but I was still there. Right. You had to listen to all this and still practice, essentially put your head down. Yep. Well, your skates up by the laces. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you had to, endure all of that with the harsh reality that there's a huge chance that you might not go yes yep and being reminded of it through conversation of your teammates yes yep ever and and they and not that they ever rubbed it in they didn't but it was just I I came from um I mean this is not boasting but I was a really good hockey player a very very good hockey player and it took me down a peg and I think I needed it um I think sometimes you you need that humility um in order to understand kind of um that you need to work a little bit harder right right? because sometimes when 
when you may feel that you're the best of something, then you don't start, then you don't continue to work hard or you don't, you don't have necessarily have the same grit as somebody that's the underdog. So sometimes you need those reset points. Right. No, I agree. Like even with martial arts, like just like, I remember being so upset that I wasn't an instructor right off the bat. And I was just like, and I kept, and I resentful towards the other person that was bumped up before me, but I was also in high school athletics. Like, like I was just like, all right, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, like, it's kind of like, I almost got to the point where I was like, you know, forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. But it was like, no, stick with it. Like, it'll be fine. Like the longer you wait, like you're going to be more groomed to be able to do this and you'll have more experience under your belt, pun intended. But <laughs> uh, like, it's just, it really was, if I, I, I know for a fact that look, looking back now, if I had really, if I was rushed to be an instructor, I probably would have quit a year in to yep. teach. But. It's, it's amazing the different life experiences and, and how we're able to reflect on them after. And how yeah. the failures were actually building blocks instead of failures. Well, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sucked in the moment. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> You're coming to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adriana? What did any instances throughout? Yeah. So I would say the number one uh, most impactful. Uh, situation I think that occurred that really stopped I I guess for me stopped me in my tracks and I can kind of speak for Amanda too and had us really reevaluate what Mm -hmm. we were doing with our business was we started this business there was three of us Um, we were three um, friends that started this business together and we there was a restructuring so losing a a business partner that's also a friend um, you know it was a mutually agreed upon separation at the end, but losing that third business partner, um, unexpectedly and really out of the blue put Amanda and I in a situation where we had to re really reevaluate every single aspect of this business. Um, and long-term, you know, looking back, it it was the best decision to have happened to our business because we really had to dive in we had to dive in, we had to really reevaluate everything and restructure and change everything. But what it taught us was more resiliency. It taught us how to pivot, (laughs) but it it also, um, something that I'm really proud about is our vendors never felt it. There was no, it was a seamless transition from three owners to two. Um, there was, it was never, um, felt by any of our business owners, by any of the vendors showcasing. And that that's the most important thing. They have been able to see great successes since then. Um, our business has seen enormous successes since then. And it was a learning opportunity. But you know, you have to you have to pick yourself up and you have to move on and right. move forward and do what's best for the greater good. Right. And each individual person has their own strengths and then like, you know, your strengths also each individual person's strengths also help bring out other people's strengths and so like if you know like that and you know that level of honesty is crucial right like if if it's not working you have to be we talked about this earlier on but 
if you're not, if you can't be honest about it, then it's not going to like the purpose and the why behind it is not going to really launch at all. And to really sit down and to really figure out like, all right, well, this really isn't working. We have to figure out how to make this work and what we can do to fix it. And like, as an entrepreneur, as a small business, like you're not, you're more solution driven than anything because that's the only option. Most definitely. That's, I love it. Oh, if I have like any events, like when I have any events, I know who I'm calling, just saying. We are here for well, you. Yeah, we're here when you're ready. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You yes. can also come in and attend it as a as um, a guest. They they are completely free for guests to come in and enjoy. We have about between eight to ten groups that run per week. Um, so there's lots of shopping to do with our amazing uh, vendors. Awesome. Count me in. <laughs> Take my money. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, so I want to, so a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, they read, they listen to podcasts, they listen to other people speak, TED Talks, what have you. The, the world is their oyster, as is it ours. Like, what are some things that, or articles, things that you've listened to that have really been like a driving force behind your success or like really keep you in check throughout all this are there anything like is there anything that you would recommend to people that like are either branching are just starting out or need to be reminded of their why and their purpose like in their own small business okay <laughs> <laughs> um so i read this book a long time ago not a long time ago i want to say a few years ago and it it was uh, absolutely amazing. Get it on Audible. I'm not being paid <laughs> to advertise this, but I think it's amazing. Um, is It's called The Energy Bus. And it's all about how we frame a situation. Um, it's a really cool book. It is a self-help book, but it's really neat in that it follows a story of a man whose car breaks down and the world seems to be crumbling around him. And um, what a perspective this um, brought to me in my life. I love this book. So I would definitely look it up. I'm going to um, I'm going to try to get you the exact um my mother-in-law actually read this and she loved it so much. She bought her own. So it's the energy bus by John Gordon, mm -hmm. uh, would definitely be a book that I have not only listened to on audible audible, but I have it now in physical format as well. Mm -hmm. Um, anything by Gabrielle Bernstein, love her, um, love her books. Uh, you know, the judgment detox, the universe has your back. Uh, there, there's quite a lot that she writes that resonates really well with me. Um, and as an entrepreneur as well, I know Adriana has a couple as well. So my go-to, my number one is by Rachel Hollis, who I love, which is Girl, Wash Your Face. Um, one of the best personal development books I've ever read. It just, it speaks to entrepreneurship. It speaks to having a million balls in the air and not knowing how to juggle and just really you know, how to recenter yourself and focus on you, you and what you want, as opposed to the outside noise. So that's one, gosh, there's so many. 
I would say, um, oh gosh, Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell or, hmm, or Get Over Your Damn Self by Romy Neustadt. That's, those are some of the best. Ooh, I've heard of Rachel Hollis. I just finished reading one of her books. Um, <clears throat> didn't see that coming. Yeah. I read it in, I read it in like three hours yesterday. It yeah. It, she's awesome. And, but I will definitely check out all of those and I'll, like, I'll be writing them down as I'm editing. this. <laughs> so no, those are definitely good books to, to really check out and listeners make sure that for those of you that are just interested or you want to have a better understanding, check out those books, check out uh, either through audible again, not getting paid um, or through hard copy local libraries check out your local libraries in your local bookstores and see if they have them support them um let me see here we're, about, we're gonna wind down shortly but is there anything else that i missed that you two would like to talk about like that because we covered a lot of ground you two are just wonderfully amazing Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Love talking to the two of you. Is there like, any advice, anything that you can offer our listeners, like inspiration, like for some people that are like on the fence about whether or not they should start their own business? Um, anything it doesn't necessarily have to be business related. It can be life related. Like anything that you've that you think people should know, and yeah. also how can they find you? So um, you can find us at peace and plenty plenty with an i.com p-e-a-c-e-a-n-d-p-l-e-n-t-i.com you can also find us on instagram i said you won the spelling bee i know right i had to think about it while i was doing it i'm so proud of me <laughs> also you can find us on instagram or on facebook um both peace and plenty uh, we are there and we are, you know, here to answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, we would also love to offer your listeners, anybody listening, um, a ch- opportunity to get 10% off of our events. So any vendors by mm-hmm. just putting in the code LS10 at yeah. checkout. And so they'll get 10% off of any, our, any of our events. Perfect. Yeah. And so when it comes to uh advice um adriana's probably sick and tired of hearing this but i'm gonna this is my favorite so um basically i'm i'm gonna tell you my advice i'm gonna tell you why i'm telling you it so if you have an idea if you think that you have an amazing business idea i'm gonna tell you right now do it why because there's no time like the present you're never gonna have your ducks in a row if the pandemic taught us anything it's that anything can happen at any moment. And so if you have an idea, go for it. When I was in um, network marketing, I would do a lot of live videos. And I had one of my viewers message me one day out of the blue, I didn't know um, what she was about to say to me. But let's just say that it happened at the right time, even in my life. And she messaged me and said, Amanda, um, your live videos are sometimes the reason why I get up in the morning. And to have somebody say that to me is so profound and it touched my heart and it meant so much to me, but it also, it really called to attention 
the importance of what I was doing that I didn't even realize just going live and talking to people and putting on makeup. I was like, really? Like, so even though we think that what we're doing may not be impacting our lives or other people's lives, there's somebody out there that needs your idea, that needs your product, that needs your service because they need a change or you're going to be the change in their life. You don't know who you're going to help unless you start your idea. Right. Ooh, chills. <laughs> Mike, drop. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this all up in a pretty little bow <laughs> with the best piece of advice I ever received. And I say this all the time. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That's it. Ooh, whoa. Double drop. <laughs> <laughs> you just you always have to be prepared to do better. So always remember that. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Oh, I love it. It's also like the the definition of insanity, too, right? Right. Doing like, the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. So wow. Okay. Like I like that is that's profound. Both of you. That was little snippets wow well I know how I'm going to carry my day today that was like seriously like both of them like this like you know it's I think that's really important for people to hear like you know in order to start you have to start somewhere and you know like it's just like it sometimes is trial by fire and that's okay but it's also that learning curve that learning experience that like really does add to that grit as we were discussing earlier and it really does fine-tune and helps you hone like helps people hone into what it is like the purpose and the why and like that sounds so cliche but it's so true like what's the drive behind it what's the why like why are you doing this like what drove you to do this what what is the purpose of it and I think that is so important and so crucial for anybody whether like you're educator you're in the corporate world lawyer entrepreneur like that is so important for people to know and hear I agree and I think even for you you taking on this podcast you know I'm sure that you have a bunch of listeners out there and and you are helping to change their lives in the people that you have on here and even the people that you do have that you are getting out into the world um it's it's twofold for what you're doing and um, I just want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity and I can guarantee you you're you're changing lives with <laughs> the topics that you're having here even though you may not realize it um I guarantee you are oh thank you so much I thank you very much I'm flattered like it's like it's it's an interesting ride for sure but I guess it's like I'm like curious to see where it goes and you know firm believer in small business and any way to help the underdog get their word out get their messaging out I'm really happy to do it well thank you thank you yes I hope we can do a follow-up at some point yeah sure we should love that and then you know I think in it's gonna like the world is gonna be different hopefully in the next six months and then we'll see maybe even bigger boom and we can hear the success the continued success of peace and plenty uh in the next time around and see what you two have been up to and i i want to make sure that, that i whoever i have on like there is a follow-up just to 
as a reminder for folks, like check these people out, but also to hear what you two have been up to. That would be an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adriana. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. you. I know you you for having us. Like it was absolutely wonderful. So excited to do this with you. And, you know, I know that both of you have a lot on your plate and I appreciate you taking time out and taking like really sharing your passion, the drive behind it. And I look forward to seeing people like find you and like have you support them. And, you know, we'll definitely connect again and I'll let you two know and we'll go from there again. This is Julia and uh, this is the locally sourced this was Amanda and Adriana from Peace and Plenty. Give them a check out on their on their social media. Uh, Peace and Plenty with an I, not a Y, and peaceandplenty.com. And as I mentioned before, there is a discount code. Uh, you said LS10, right? That's correct. Yep. So be sure to check them out. Support them, small businesses. Ladies, have a wonderful day. Have a great week. I hope the week is good to you and have a great 4th of July. Thank you. You too. Thank you.